are back with Playing With Madness, The Gilded Menace. Hey, do you, um, you guys, hey, do you, hey. Good to see you. Um, do you, do you guys use verbal jujitsu on people? No, because I'm not an asshole. Yeah, right? <laughs> what is that, like, like, try to trick them? So I was hanging out with this weird rancher guy this weekend, and he was introducing me to somebody, and he, this logger guy, they're like old white guys, and he's like, hey, this is Big Andrew. They know him as Big Andrew. And I like just met this guy that day. <laughs> and I was like, what? It's extremely Oregon, by the way. This whole, yeah. this whole, all this wording. <laughs> rancher, logger, old white guy. Yeah. Yes. yeah, it is. It is. Very much so. But like, it's like a thing to assert dominance, like throw someone off their their whatever footing by doing something like that. Is it's that just so- being, being rude? It's kind yeah. of rude. Is that a it. phrase that's thrown around by serious people who? No, make, it's an online thing or... and okay. chronically online people thing. I, that's how I view it, at least. Uh, that might have been I, the first time I heard it aloud, honestly. I, I feel like I have before, but I only in defense, like when someone's yes. fucking with me. Verbal Aikido. I'm in a weird situation. Well, the cops <laughs> are verbal Aikido. Sam, Sam, yeah. Sam yeah. just said I'm verbal the, judo. I'm the Steven Seagal judo. of yeah, verbal yeah, yeah. jiu-jitsu. Because <laughs> yeah. when people, if I feel like I'm in an uncomfortable situation, I might start fucking with them back it's, and it's, not admitting it. Yeah. yeah. It's it's hippie slang for Dale Car- Carnegie shit. Right? Uh, what, what is that? Like, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Uh, the book that every bro bro yeah. reads and thinks that they're like smarter than everybody it's also or like neurolinguistic programming it's like the yeah it's, it's, it's NLP is like psychiatrist. a healing modality unless yeah but it's asshole. also people like they train yeah. like people do like cops to interrogate people and stuff too, right you know? so right like, or true. con con man would potentially be able to use that no i would never do yeah I pretend con men don't exist when I think about the world. Hmm. I am a kiddo man. Do you get conned a lot? <laughs> I do. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, you, you are. Yeah, you're too. I, I work in cannabis, so I'm I've just... got a story. I still have a story of when it. Morgan got conned by like an eight-year-old kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he was a black belt in <laughs> verbal <laughs> jujitsu. No, she came up with like a like a piece of paper and was like this is to buy your bread and you're just like okay <laughs> gave her a loaf of bread well i actually am back on morgan's side because that's cool <laughs> that's, that's adorable that story is more of a metaphor because like i wasn't actually conned in that situation but i have been conned by people in exactly that straightforward like i'm good at getting conned yeah. I'm a good yeah. mark. I'm writing that down I'll right now. Always on a piece of paper, I'm going to have you for bread. Every <laughs> listener, go to Morgan's Farmer's Market. He'll sell you delicious bread okay. for a piece of paper. But that was a super nice thing to do for that girl, because that might have been her first con, you know? And you're like, <laughs> exactly. Right. So you set quit. her on the right path. Yeah. She's a very um, self-confident person and is going to go far. con yeah, as a, yeah, as a con artist, she'll do fine. That's what con artist means. It the means real, the real con starts right. in here. I was uh, when I was 
we're, when I was tabling at the comic convention in Charlotte, um, a girl came up and was just like, do you like jokes? Which was, you know, that's, that's a good way to start. And, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then she told me like some weird joke about Bitcoin that I just didn't understand at all. And then she threw at me like a, a thing and it was like a chunk of a quarter cut off and it said bit of a coin. And I was like, oh, that's, that's Ooh. funny. Um, and then she was like, can I have that back? You met a prop like, comic? Yeah. Like, out in the so. world? Uh, and then she was like so embarrassed because I like tried to play along, but I guess not enough or something. But like, I was like, I don't know, dude, I, this is a lot for me. Like I'm busy. Like, <laughs> should have just been like, I'm 35. I can't. <laughs> I'm on the backside of this joke mountain. <laughs> Sounds like a long way to go for a prop. That bit. is the definition of the, how dad jokes are spawned. Is I'm on the backside of joke mountain. <laughs> I'm just only that's swing what, for the easy ones. Yeah, that's where dad jokes live. Yeah, they're trolls. They're mountain trolls that live on. Yeah, they're ancient beings. To... I'm done yeah. trying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to strength yank myself. <laughs> okay. Exactly. That's a, exactly. that, that was a clean cut, right? For the Pretty good. <laughs> that's a little rough, but whatever you like to do. Um, I feel like going... Teal's been around these guys who throw around their judo, verbal judo. Is the point he's to... He's always doing it to us. Is the yeah. point to... Um... Defeat you with ideas, or is the point to uh, cow you yeah. into submission? Or yes. it's, it's a submission it's, yeah, one? It's to pivot the conversation. It's a strength <laughs> play. Is that so, all? It is? Yeah, it's just a dominance a, play. Yeah, exactly. You're just trying to throw people, uh, keep people off balance. Yeah. By, you agree like, with them. You repeat what they said, and then you pivot what they said a little bit each time, and then you agree with them. You repeat what they said pivoted a little bit more that's like well, one of the it, simple it's the classic thing that's where you tell things. someone that they agreed with what you just said a lot of the time yeah like you it, you imply something and then whatever they say you go like exactly and then you Im and then impart you what the you, you yes. right a lot of it is what you do naturally in conversation especially if you're like debating or discussing a topic you like it, try to convince improv. somebody of something yeah, and yeah, it's, just, it's you actually having malice behind it is that which is just weird it, so yes, it's yes and but it's really no and it sounds to me like you're saying something different than this dominance play french like you're saying it's actually a technique for mind changing or something like that you can use it for whatever. Well, you start I mean, off yeah. with the you start off getting them off balance, and then you do the fucking flip yeah. You hold. you call this guy Big Andrew, which yeah. makes it's Andrew off the card, process. but also yeah. builds confidence in the third party, and they think you're Big Andrew now. And so right. you're if if you get away with being Big Andrew and gaining some kind of benefit from now being called Big Andrew, you owe the guy that named you Big Andrew. But dude, I I dude I owe that guy. What if you, <laughs> would you win if you... what you were saying, Morgan, which is shows that you were like too nice, like you're much nicer of a person to have, but it's like no, the no strength of your ideas. You don't even fucking need that if you have tricks. Right. Like Wait, did the guy introduce you as Big Andrew? Yeah, to someone say? else. Yeah. 
Oh, I thought he was like, oh, this is my friend, Big Andrew, implying that you're little Andrew. Oh, <laughs> oh that's a good one, like, too. Andrew. Andrew. This is my but actual now, but now Andrew Big Andrew can Big be Andrew. like, this is my friend, little Andrew. So you got to keep the fucking jujitsu, yeah. judo, I whatever thought, going. So wait, I thought that was the flex, uh, is that you were the little Andrew. No, I was this like a. This I was, is my I think, friend Andrew yeah. with a normal penis through large. By the you of a small penis, but he didn't have to say it. So, <laughs> could you have it's won you know. the match by saying no? They don't when you shook the dude's hands or whatever. Like, could what? What did you? What was your volley? <laughs> no, I just I just right now. I just chuckled. <laughs> I just chuckled and said, "Oh, that's Poison Oak. Me and Poison Oak have an intimate relationship." What? That's so okay, weird. Yoda. Wait a minute. <laughs> Say something cryptic. You do acid judo. I know you do. <laughs> you weren't telling hundred percent the truth. You just exactly. left the ring and got in your car and went home. Like you didn't uh, continue. No, I just, I I just laughed. I just and then he whispered like, uh-huh. to himself as he drove uh-huh. away. I'm Big Andrew. But you I, lost I, because you just laughed, right? I'm saying exactly. like, if you yeah, were I to lost. turn it to your advantage, you would have done something like, ah, uh, what an asshole, nobody calls me that, or something like that. That's the most tiring thing of this kind of shit, is I wasn't playing, and you right. don't want to play, right. but I have to win or lose something, but I'm trying to just live. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the reason I've thought about this is because this guy is like, a was a like high-powered lawyer who worked who did who was from like harvard law school and did like high stress business negotiating in like japan and china and mm. so i could like, i could feel his vibe you know like he yeah. was like had this like dominance vibe all over him i, I feel like and that's you know what a well lawyer does is just word yeah. fucking martial arts well yeah. you know how fucking good at it he was now he works at a ranch or whatever the fuck. He owns <laughs> a ranch, dude. He owns yeah, this crazy so piece of okay. property. Like, no, he's Maybe not he's working like George there. W. Bush, where he just has to give everybody nicknames in his mind to get through the day. Like, oh, so yeah. when he <laughs> actually thinks about you, he calls you Big Andrew in his head because he like can't remember because yeah, you're adorable. the tallest Andrew he knows. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's just remember. being adorable. He did yeah. tell me that he really liked tiramisu. Did he I pronounce it like that? I like this guy. He's like, he's like, have you ever had tiramisu? Wow. No. And I was like, probably. I don't know. Yeah. He's like, what? <laughs> I kind of want to just use a David Lynch movie. <laughs> totally. I want to watch a reality show of your, uh, your life, Andrew. Like, I'm very curious about what's going on and why you hang out with these people. <laughs> it was a very weird weekend. Anyways, you know what was also a weird weekend? You guys getting murdered on the side of a mountain in 1898. <laughs> Um, yeah, good one, man. That was like the best segue we've ever done. <laughs> yeah, pretty that good. was fucked up. <laughs> yeah, last episode we went we went full bore into a very uh, intense combat and uh, lost some of our <laughs> favorite characters. Oh yeah, speaking of intensity, I wanted to apologize to the listeners for the <laughs> meaty gunshot sound that I put in last <laughs> week's episode that scared the shit out of me when I listened to it. It sounded normal in Audacity, but when I exported it to MP3 and uploaded it to our publisher, something happened and made that noise. Oh, so unbearable. 
It was bearable, but it did make me fucking... You, I knew it was coming, and I was still like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I fucking jumped on an... I was on an airplane listening to it, and I would like Yikes. jump every time it happened. Well, oh, yeah, it, it won't, uh, won't do it again. Makes it very real. Guns yeah. are People scary. Die. They are scary. Uh, they're good for jujitsu, though. My you. mouth gun will get you. It's my, it's yeah, my mental jujitsu against our listeners. Wait, what was that movie? The with the gun foo. Uh, equilibrium. Gun kata? That movie rocks. The gun kata, so yeah. What, what a <laughs> dumb concept. Curve the bullet. Yeah, which one was that? Is that that no, one? That was Curve wanted. the bullet was no, a terrible No, wanted was, yeah. The wanted yeah. was terrible. Even worse, I think. I've never even seen it. I just remember laughing at Curve the bullet. It was like a, they made a joke about it like on The Office or something. And I was like, what? Yeah, wanted is a co- was based on a comic about supervillains. And the movie didn't have any supervillains in it and added the gun thing, which is such a dumb idea. Oh, that's so funny. From the comic, but they made like, it was just like, this has nothing to do with anything. Like, it's <laughs> it was like ideas. the most heavy handed story ever. Oh, God, that, I really disliked that movie. Yeah. I much preferred Equilibrium, which I also did not think was very good. It was like the last good, shitty, like, yeah. uh, sci fi, like, it was like that company, like Rock Dog or some shit, uh, that just made like bad sci-fi movies for Sci-Fi Channel or whatever. But they had cut a couple gems, like Rock Dog. That was it. <laughs> rock dog. Well, let's we're gonna rock your dog with this sweet episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah headphones in its ears. For oh, this beautiful, beautiful. Thank so, you for the Judas like help. Judo help. Judas or the Judas <laughs> no, no. the Judas <laughs> chop. I feel like I should stop talking. For a while. <laughs> the, the Judas trans segue. Um, yeah, I could read out my notes. We could. Uh... Yeah. Oh yeah. Read. Yeah. What's here? This is the Spark Notes version. But Stanley the dead guy shows up and fucking teleports. Soapy is there. Penaru gets possessed and kills Nigel. What the fuck? Stanley bites Roman. Bad. Penaru gets killed. Phew. <laughs> Dean and Roman down. <laughs> Me and Leopold escape. And Olaf. Mounties next. Yep. You, what was the line? You're not. I'm not built for gun hang, shooting. Hanging gun shooting or something like that. Because you, uh, you weren't uh, gonna fire because you were hanging off the like oh yeah, the tram. Hanging. In, yeah. What was that? Yeah. Did I say that? that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was almost yeah. the title of the episode. It was uh. Oh god! <laughs> episodes have we done? I, I haven't it's listened like to the 21 episode yet. I'm not built for one arm gun shooting. One arm. What the fuck is it? Man, that's yeah. That was it. Yeah, that I, mean, was I, I, I do have a 12 gauge shotgun, so that would make sense. I was taught hunting foxes in a very proper English type. I'm not way. built for one handed shoot hanging. Shoot. <laughs> there you go. That's pretty good. <laughs> okay. It's a rare person who is built for that. Yeah. <laughs> That should be like Sylvester an area Stallone. of the range where you just like hang, <laughs> hang and shoot at shit. And like... yeah. well, that's, that is a skill. It's a, one of the lines. One-handed shoot hanging is on there. Oh, wow. Hands. Oh, yeah. Look at that. I got 5% in it. Yeah, you're not very good at that one. <laughs> so right next this... optometry. We lost Nigel. Yeah. We lost, we lost Nigel. We lost Penaru. It was devastating. Roman and Dean are at like one and two hit points each. Mortally wounded. 
mortally wounded at the at the base. Both Smothers and um, Leopold got up on the tram and, and they were and Olaf and they were shooting. It was a, they were up on the tram shooting across trying to trying to win, and uh, they got it. They they killed the <sighs> men who were uh, attacking them. Soapy and his crew and some weird undead Stanley that but then when you shot him like weird uh existence and planes of existence voiding off of off of him and when he died he kind of turned into this black puddle I I like it ended with a one on or a two on two kind of like it ended just like two people just shooting at or two groups shooting at each other like even kind of like just got crazy Yeah, and, and getting harder and harder as you're moving farther away, as you're dangling over this rocky uh, mountain pass covered in snow. All the people around ran off. We're going to start somewhere else. The sun is rising over a snow-strewn rocky mountain pass. Below the crest, a turquoise lake, and above, the peaks piercing cold blue glaciers glimmer like gems reflecting the rising sun. Miners, workers, and suppliers litter any flat space between or on the rocks and snowdrifts. Patches of snow are brown from use, the dirty camps juxtapose the natural beauty. Waking stampeders coax their morning fires, load their sleds, and some of the more ambitious are beginning the next leg of their journey to Lake Bennett, to its tent cities and ramshackle shipyards. At the pass, there are an, there is an orderly camp site. At the pass, there is an orderly campsite and rock fortification surrounding surrounded by the miners' rabble. There is a circle of tents barricades, artillery, tripods, and scales, and the Union Jack flying high, fluttering in the wind. This is the Chilkoot Pass Customs Outpost and checkpoint staffed by the Canadian Northwest Mounted Police. The scales are opening up for the morning and we see Mounties milling about the site. Men are changing shifts and dressed in bright red military uniforms, some with white helmets, others with brown utility hats with large brims, and all with calf-high black leather boots. One man is servicing one of the Maxim guns deployed by the Mounties. These, the highest technical achievement in war at the time, are here in the wilderness to maintain order and dominance at the Canadian and American border. Scanning the scene, there is a large tent with large black letters, J-A-I-L. For those who are arrested by the Mounties with illegal weapons, contraband, or with warrants. There is also the administration tent, where customs duties are collected. The Mounties are here, charged by the Canadian government to enforce the one ton of supplies rule, help protect the gu- and guide the flow of migrants, mediate disputes, and protect Canadian interests at the border. A stout and fit man exits the administration tent, surveying the scene. He has short hair, combed neatly close to his skull, and a distinguished mustache with a slight curl at the end. A 
at the ends. He carries a saber and a pistol on his belt and holds a folded parchment in his hand. He walks intently regarding his men at the summit. This is, Stam, this is Sam Steele, the superior officer of the Northwest Mounted Police, head of the Yukon Detachment during the Klondike Gold Rush. Sergeant Smunk! Get your grubby hand off that weapon. You aren't trained to maintain that, and I can't have another debacle at your grimy hands. Come here. I need to speak with you in my office. And here we see Bertie Schmunk. What does he look like? Uh, Dirty Bertie Schmunk is... He's huge. He's a really big dude. He's like 6'5", and he probably weighs like 260, 280. Very muscular. Uh, he w- would be played by David Harbour if we ever get this made into a movie. The uh, sheriff from Stranger Things. He's, uh, but yeah, he's wearing his Canadian Mountie boots and red jacket and the hat. Got a big pistol on his side. Uh, but he's kind of a little unshaven. Come here, Bertie. Into my into my tent. Oh yes, sir. And uh, Officer Steele brings you in. I've uh, been getting. Uh, I haven't been getting my regular communications, Bertie, from the from Dawson. There's been uh, lack of communication and some. Uh, Here's some strange accounts from. Miners and people passing through. Something's happened over this last winter. I, uh, been pretty, um, overtaxed here. I think I'm going to need you to do a, do a mission to help, help me go and, uh, help establish. I'm going to be moving to Dawson here pretty soon. I'm going to need you to do a initial foray. You want me to go to, go to Dawson, eh? Yeah, and get out of my fucking hair. Yeah, I got no problem there. So well, what do you want me to do there exactly? I'm going to need you to... I'm going to need you to be my, my uh, front man. I'm going to need to figure out what's happening. I'm going to need you to um, establish a... Uh, find out where my my first lieutenant has gone in uh, the uh, mounted police. He hasn't been giving me information. And uh, Lieutenant Checkers? <laughs> yeah, Lieutenant Checkers. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you have this conversation. He's basically like, you've but, uh, been here for a long time, Dirty, I think. Dirty Birdie, you've been here for a long time. <laughs> what uh, What's happening with these miners in Dawson City that you want me to check on? The only thing that I've heard is that last winter, there was some sort of, something happened. There was, uh, men have uh, been going ill, been going sick. There's uh, food supplies have dwindled. The the natural area around the the city has not been producing what folks need, and um, 
the flow of, of wealth has not been what has been expected. And the there's been chaos. There's been uh, sound, uh, reports of um, huge parties of uh, men and uh, the Americans uh, abusing this 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 space. And I need uh, to you to be there as a as a front man to to help me restore order. Well, maybe we've been letting too many Yanks over the border. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you're also uh, you've seen seen enough up here on this pass. I, it's time for you to to move on. Well, okay. You want me to like uh, are we establishing an office there? Or? Yeah. I just I need you to report back. Send word when you get to Dawson City. What's happening? I'll be joining you shortly. In a month or two, I'll be following up in any. Uh, forward information that you can provide is what I need oh okay and uh we, we exit that scene and we hear oh, fucking dick <laughs> yeah it doesn't seem like a nice dude yeah he's we, a fucking prick we exit that scene and we, he- we hear he's a Canadian music. national hero yeah Oh, yeah, Sam Steele's a real person. Oh, you told yeah. me that. That's right. He's yeah. a real guy. Yeah. <laughs> Canadians he, he, fucking love that guy. And he was actually the the head of this pass at this time. Like, he actually, in history, moves to Dawson City from the Chilku Pass this year. Head of the pass. But um, we we uh, pull out from that tent, and we hear some some singing coming from the jail tent. Oh shit, I forgot the song. Hold on a second. (laughs) 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 Don't bite the finger of the one upon whose head you are riding. Whoa, whoa. I said, don't bite the finger the one upon whose head you are riding. And who is this character? Uh, this is Tenon Stumpy. I'm, uh, right. Just a, just a, uh, nobody troubadour. Uh, I can't believe y'all got a dog. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> is that uh, how you get into your voice? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. <laughs> Can't believe y'all got a dog. I, uh, I'm a banjo playing uh, uh, picker. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Man, my brain is off, guys. Um, uh, Did you just like have sex banjo? all day? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what happened. Banjo picker? Did you say yeah. I? I'm a singer, I have banjo, death. banjoist, and uh, labor <laughs> labor rights uh, organizer. A laborista. Uh, laborista. Nice. And why are you in this jail at the top of the Chilku Pass? Uh, I got caught bringing booze in. Hmm. 
Is it... Are there not booze allowed in Canada? Or just the fact that you're import illegally importing? The Mounties ain't allowed to drink. Uh. Yeah, so in the... You know that they're... they're setting Sam Steele's getting ready to send you back over over to the American side. You know, at this time, this pass was like a very important uh, post between the Canadian the Amer and the Americans, the United States government. Like, they weren't sure what the border was. They haven't, like, agreed on an actual border in this part of the, the world. And so the Canadians sent in all these Mounties to, like, maintain that the pass here is part of the Canadian border. And they were worried that shit would happen to all the miners and migrants that were coming into um, Canada and then the United States government would then bring in troops to protect them and then uh, annex and take over more Canadian territory. Oh, so shit. this was like a, a major border. And uh, and it was a major like economic border as well because all these miners bringing shit in and taking gold out, the Canadian government would would uh, uh, heavily tax them. Like, there's stories, me and Andrew were reading about the Mounties at this Chilkoot Pass. Yeah. And there's stories of, like, a guy having, like, $90,000 in a pillow sack under his bunk, like a Mountie with all the customs collection. And that, of course, is, like, millions of dollars today. It's, like, a shitload of money. Uh, and because they were just collecting so much tax on all the miners that were going in and out of this pass. So this is like a major economic choke point for Canada and America. Yep. And as Sam and Bertie are talking in their tent and we hear the the singing of Tenon, gunshots start ringing up over the the pass. It is dawn on the same day where y'all were trying to go up the tram. We're in this same exact moment. The fight has happened and we have um, we have Leopold and Olaf and Smothers riding the tram up and we have Roman and Dean at the bottom of the pass and we're going to go to Roman and Dean passed out. Dean, last thing that happened was Dean came up to Roman and was like, Roman, Roman, are you going to be okay? It's Dean. It's you, Dean. It's Roman, it's me. Ah, what happened? This was crazy. That Penaru brought the ire of, of, of uh, Sophie on us, and Stanley was a. came back from the dead. It was all very confusing. I do not know. What I do know is. <sighs> okay, um, I want to, like, make. Okay, so we're, at, like, I'm on the ground, right? Yeah. And I'm like, how, how mobile am I? Can I do like a spot hidden? I want to look for my crystal ball and also yeah. possibly Smothers' book, Penaru's book. Or yeah, Penaru's. Yeah, book. yeah, very good. Yeah, you can sit up. Like Dean helps you sit up. Um, and what you, I can describe what you see. Um, you see, it's kind of it's. You're at the base of this tram. Um, there's three dead bodies soapy and his two henchmen and then you see like this rippling that's still it's kind of faded at this point but where stanley went down black magic it's like this 
you can it's insane it's like this cut in reality you can see it's like stars in blue and white and uh like rippling kind of like what comes off of your your crystal ball and before we do anything you and dean are going to need to roll a sanity check got it oh, this would be a great time for this <laughs> <laughs> I got a, yeah. I got a fifty-two <laughs> over forty-six. Oh! You spend luck on saving? No. Uh, Maybe I. I don't think so though. Your call. Yeah. No, nah, not in this moment. And so Dean passes, so he takes one, and you take. Oh my god! <laughs> Fucking five. Cool. Oh shit. Then what you happened? Go, you have a bout of madness. Sounds good. <laughs> Get comfy. Uh, <laughs> sorry. It was all <laughs> die, die roll. Right, um, so what you what you saw, you you pulled out your, your crystal ball, you made like a flashbang. All this um, metal got stuck to it. It fell to the ground. Penru got shot in the head by Sophie. He's sprawled out on the on the ground. You see his book uh, in all of this stuff, like you know, on his body. And uh, but you also see this like rippling, just unexplainable like rift in the in the in reality next to you. And also, this is probably what's driving you most insane, Stanley. The ins- the. Uh, horrible creature, undead Stanley bit your hand. And you know, and the wound looks similar to the bite that had happened to Stanley on the boat. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> and Dean is like, sit up, sit up. I'm going to perform some medicine on you. He's trying to help you. Okay. What do you... Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... I uh so wait. Can I can I get to Smothers book? Let's go real crazy. Okay, yeah, you can. Cool. Yeah, you can. I He's open like... that and like drip blood into it from my hand. Okay. So what you happens? go over. Um you just you're just uh roll roll a Cthulhu mythos. Let's see. Okay. You're actually So you just like stand up kind of possessed. Like, in, what are you thinking? Like, there's power? Like, you've like, I'm gonna get more power from this. Like, this is insane. Yeah, and like, well, I mean, literally, reality is falling apart around me, and I feel like I'm in another like phase of dimension or something. You know, so it's like, uh, and I can, I feel like at this point, I can tell power objects, and I've seen Penaru's insanity, and so I'm just like, whatever. Might as well like, don't go against the stream. You know what I mean? Don't fight the current. Align with yeah. it. So yeah, I'm gonna roll a Cthulhu mythos. And you're like holding it up. Align with the current. You're like align got, with like dude. Yeah. I got an eight under fourteen. Wow. wow. Check that. Okay. Shit. Hell yeah. Okay. So you're holding this up, and you're you're uh, you drip blood into it, and you begin reading, and it all is making sense. And you, you basically are like, it's telling you that magic is real, that 
what you have experienced is all real and that you have the power with this book and what you've seen to inflict great harm and that you understand that there is something in between the reality that you see in what uh in what you know in what that there is another plane that you can use for your benefit in that this is the ultimate power is at your fingertips with this book and you actually there's you can see that there's like um uh recipes for alchemical concoctions and you learn the the spell that Penaru um uh enacted the accidentally spell? the boil spell Holy but shit. you're holding the book in your hand is like the hand that was bitten you're holding it with that hand and the book starts to melt like into your hand as your hand like your fingers sort of like kind of like are beginning to kind of fall off wait my hand is melting into the book or the, the book is melting into my hand it's like it's yeah it's like becoming a part of you but like yeah it's i can't i don't know how to explain it it's like it's melting your hands melting they're melting together right you're like it's it's becoming part of you. You like feel it. You're like looking at it and you're understanding it. Okay. So I'm, I'm flipping through reading. the pages and is there anywhere in this book where I can figure out a way to not like, is there a, is there a healing spell? So you look, you're looking at the book and you look up and there's these people coming up like after the gunfighting has happened and like, they're, they're like looking to see what's going on. And there's people uh, poking their heads around the rocks and they're like coming and they see you standing there just like bleeding out and one of the this woman starts walking towards you and it's her sister what was your real name Oops, I forgot. Uh, roman peterson roman yeah it's still the same first name. It, the first name's the same yeah it's just roman Are what you... have you done I, 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 I know I've done a lot of bad things in my life, but I don't really, you know, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry about what happened with me and you. But uh, right now, I, I don't really know what just happened. And um, a lot of crazy fucking shit. Remember when we were in that cave and we found the fucking crystal ball? Look at it. It's covered in metal. It attracts things. It shoots light. It tells me things. I can't help it. And um, now I have this book, the book in my hand. They're they're combining, and I don't know what to do. And um, this is my friend Dean. <laughs> Hi, Dean. And you, uh, we, sh- we we shoot to Dean's perspective, and Dean's looking at you, and you're just like rambling and like yelling at some random woman who's like walking up and just acting like super insane. And he's like, Roman, we got to get the fuck out of here. And he like tackles you. <laughs> okay. And he starts to pull you to the tram. He's like, Let's go, let's go. And um. I love you. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I love you. As he's pulling me away to this random woman. And um, he he pulls you up onto the tram. He grabs on and he, he throws you on and he, he's like, we're going to have to bandage you up. And he, he tries to roll a, uh, a first aid on you. And he got a, um, I rolled it a second ago. He got a 46 and uses six luck to actually do it. So wow. he actually, it, yeah. Hell yeah, Dean. Dean, Dean, Dean. I'm glad he did that. <laughs> oh, <Dean. laughs> I'm glad I recruited Dean early on. Yeah. But, um, okay, so what was that healing? How much do you get? First aid. One hit point. <laughs> All right, perfect. Now I'm at two. 
So he he like, gets does that in the game. For, like mortal yeah. damage, like you're not dying actively, or does that <gasps> not? Yeah. I mean, I'm still pretty fucked, but yeah, I don't think this. Two, I don't. I'm not reading anything about this two hit points thing. Um, it stabilizes when you use first aid. It stabilizes you for an hour, and then you have to make Constitution checks. But we'll definitely forget about that in a little bit. So you're good sure. for now. Well, I'll put. I'll write Constitution check. But he wasn't dying, so. Oh okay. Oh. Yeah, he was. He got to one hit point, and we said he went unconscious, and Dean woke him up. So you're at two now. You're gonna live forever. Nice. <laughs> and um, he's doing that, and you're you caught like one of these tram pieces, and there's people kind of coming around there, like they kind of chase you up, and they're milling about um, the tram, and uh, we see some of those tram operators too. Um, what do you do? Well, I'm looking at my hand in the book. Yeah. Being like, again, I'm a little confused. Like, so the book is the book infusing into me, or is my hand falling off? It's like into the book? you can feel. It's like yeah. It's like you're holding it with this hand that's been bitten, and it's it. You can. It feels like you're get like you're connecting to the power through this wound. I think is the better way to explain it. Like your whole, but then your hand is beginning to like melt away. So it's like kind of like harder to hold it's getting harder and harder to hold this book and okay we're on the tram is there anyone else on the tram besides me and dean just you and dean it's like an empty platform does dean have a big knife of course he does it's fucking dean the, the mountain man okay, I, i'm in a state of madness anyway yeah um i tell him to chop my hand off but don't hurt the book oh i'm but sure there's like a a flywheel with a belt you could just stick your arm into that okay yeah i mean but now i might like oh there's only like, two no, hit like points a... so the tram. <laughs> i think i was turning like i got it i have a tourniquet i have that written down Do you have a tourniquet yeah that, that so was the last already, thing Henry so, did so, was got a tourniquet on your arm so that's cutting the blood supply off yeah um your hand I, is like numb yeah all right i'm like dean please Dean, you must make sure I do not bleed all over too much of dying. And I take the book in my other hand and shove my fucking hand into the, the thing Chris just talked about. Because I'm crazy and I look him right in the so eyes. What's happening is like you're on the tram and it's going up and there's little like uh, police places where it like the, the tram wire goes through and like because holding it up, you know, and uh, as you pass like certain parts on the the pass, and so you put your hand up and like get it. It's not the the flywheel; it's more like the wire or the, yeah. the really intense cable but through awful. like a pull. <laughs> but I feel your hand I feel because it. the book told me things that I'm uh, I feel confident I in my mind. You feel invincible. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, like, in your like, and you know, you hand. saw what happened. You saw what happened to Stanley. Like he was melting away right fading away so there's no other option right now so i just go like make sure i am not of dead and i do that no roman no and you throw your hand up in there and like grab the um cable as it goes through this uh block and tackle or whatever and um god i don't even know what to roll <laughs> constitution yeah roll a constitution okay. that's a good good one Eleven under forty-five. Wow. 
So this the your hand wow. is crushed. <laughs> your hand is crushed under this. It's and it's just mangled, and um, but it's not profusely bleeding everywhere because of this tourniquet. Um, you pass out. Okay. Again, and you have to because. Yeah, um, I only have two hit points, and I feel like yeah. that took at least one. Yeah. Right. But I and, told Gene uh, just make sure I don't die. That was my last. You're at last. you're at zero. I okay. I can't not make you take damage. I think that's no no. I I yeah. I'm insane. Like this yeah. is all playing yeah. out the way it should. And he's like no no. And you see the last thing you see is you're like ah you like just like insane. You're putting your hand through this uh these holy wheels pieces and uh you're on the ground and you see Dean draw out his Bowie knife to like and you look at your hand and it's just like this mangled boiling it's just, it's just disgusting covered in boils fingers missing and then just like completely crushed um and you pass out right before I pass out I blow him a kiss with my other hand and the book <laughs> you with the book yeah <laughs> and he he uh catches it he catches it <laughs> puts it on his cheek and says you're gonna be okay and he just takes a giant bowie knife and chops your arm off at the at the elbow okay. and you pass out and I hope he I'm thinks about Penaru when he's doing it and feels bad about how he tried to stop me from cutting off other dude's hand I hope that's really what's bad. going through everyone's head <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dean you hope Dean feels bad because he yes. he got mad at you for cutting off Stand the dead guy's foot. No, he got mad at me for cutting off. Yeah, that, and he got mad at me for trying to cut off um, the doctor's, or I mean, uh, Nigel's. Oh, Nigel's thing, a hand. Thumb. Oh, yeah, yeah. I bet he, I bet he just feels bad. For no, that was Leopold's hand. Oh, was that? Oh, well, that oh. was me, maybe. Leopold was the one who. who tried oh yeah, to Leopold stop was like holding your arm off. back. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, the control yeah. foot thing, you know, that did that, happen. Well, you, you showed all you showed all of us. Penaru, yeah. like, <laughs> Dean really, he, he saw the error of his ways, Penaru. He's like, oh, Penaru was right all along. <laughs> Always chop off limbs. Generic and then, response. And then we cut to another scene. <laughs> so sweaty it slaps every time it's the it's the really big space in between the two yeah. it's great. nice oh. sweaty slap yeah, how long oh well it's 17 seconds i know how long it is did you hit oh. it again don't no, touch it. don't hit it again we're done we're done okay we hear yelling and we, it's, it's, we hear men yelling, and then we hear Leopold yelling, Don't leave me! Don't leave me! And then there's sounds of authorities yelling and gunshots, and it fade to black, and then we fade up again. Black, and then it's up, but it's more sepia, like brown. Uh, like a, uh, a filter. We see a flat, barren desert. Flat, barren desert landscape speckled with short and rugged brush. The sun is beaming bright overhead, and on the horizon we can see the growing city of Los Angeles. The scene is still and quiet until it's interrupted by a loud gunshot. That's where the meaty gunshot sound is. Boom! Um, <laughs> our view turns... No, I, I'd rather you just do it. Boom! 
Our view turns towards the sound, and we see a man hunched over a riding horse, the sounds of galloping hooves in the dirt. We ho- he holds his stomach before tipping forward and falling roughly to the ground. Behind him, another figure dismounts, their own horse. We see Leopold, though tan and healthy, with a worn hat and bandana around his neck. He walks calmly forward, his face strangely blank for the violence he just committed. The man on the ground groans, forcing himself up with one hand while clutching their now freely bleeding stomach with the other. Meanwhile, Leopold comes over and picks up a burlap grain sack the man dropped as he fell. Several watches and a pearl necklace had fallen out of it, which Leopold picks up and returns to the sack. You're... You're a coward, Mateo. The man on the ground spits through his gritted teeth. Well, all us thieves are, Leopold says. Though his voice is calm and his gaze is averted, he can't look at the man he shot in the eye. But there is plenty for, for both of us, the man, the bleeding man says, trying to catch Leopold's eye. Yeah, Sam, but you just drink it away. Leopold shakes his head. Then we'd have to do another job. When you spent your share, another job I plan while you just bitch and moan, you fucking leech. But we were partners. The man says, barely able to hold himself up now. Well, now we ain't. Leopold says he... He points his gun at the man, and this time he looks him in the eye as he fires, shooting straight into the man's face. He falls, blood splatters on the hard, dry, desert ground. Then the body flickers, and as Leopold Leopold crouches to begin rifling through the man's pockets, we see Nigel's body, then an artist in bedclothes, then a robber in the woods. As the lifeless body shifts and changes, Mateo begins searching through their pockets, uncaring for all but the wealth they carry. And we cut to Leopold, Smothers, and Olaf, high on a tramway, overlooking the Chilkoot Pass, just leaving the shootout. And Leopold is staring at the watch he pulled out of Nigel's pocket. Yeah, he's uh, wanted this watch in his bout of madness um, because he thinks it's how Stanley pulled it out and pressed it and opened it and teleported. So he op- he's like opens it and like looks around. He's like testing it, like opens it and closes it and looks around, seeing if anything happens. And I assume what, nothing happens. What are you doing, Leopold? Do you realize what just happened? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, but we got bigger problems. Uh, there's They're all th- dead. They are all dead, yes. Um, well, no, I, I don't know. I don't know if Roman was... I, they might have been alive. We don't know that. Uh, but, the, but there's mounties at the top of this mountain. There's a whole base of them. And they heard those shots. Oh God! So we gotta get oh, it together. Dear. Uh, oh you dear! Oh dear! Were you were you hit? I heard. I, I couldn't tell at all of it. No, 
wasn't horribly injured. Uh, I actually can't remember if I was shot or not. I don't think I, I didn't take a bunch of damage. We said you got shot in the butt for two damage or something. Like yeah, you got yes. hit. I am nine out of 12. Yeah. That's okay. Right. Well, we got to hide that shit. Um, we can't, we, got, we can't let the Mounties see it. Or maybe we can. Fuck. I don't know. What do you think we should say? Maybe we got jumped, but there, maybe there was a shootout. There was some, uh, fucking a robbery at the base. We were robbed. We were robbed. And got on the tram, fled for our lives. Um, uh, we're not supposed to be on the tram. We were running. There was, they need to go down and help, maybe? They can help Roman. Yes, there's a disaster. They must see to it. Um, I'm gonna be Nigel. Uh, I looked from Stint, uh, Smothers to Olaf, like, kind of nodding, like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be Nigel. Uh, I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> <laughs> Just call me Nigel. It's really... Well, no need, no I'm need certainly not going to be Penaru. <laughs> I think you're fine as is. In fact, you do all the talking, uh, but I'm Nigel. And I pull out Nigel's uh, ID, whatever a fucking ID was back then. <laughs> yeah. It's I, like a piece of paper. It's like a passport. It's the mother's burden is gripping his temples fiercely. And you all have it. Like, this is something you would keep on your your, your person. It's a very important document. And uh, oh, you have I, two. I pull out Leopold Weston's jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of this. This is all part of my return to madness from uh, losing three yeah. more sanity after losing five fucking sanity in a night or whatever. Yeah, so you throw your Leopold uh, ID off the tram. It flutters down into the snow. I'm Nigel. I'm Nigel. Uh, Was that all right? Can I tr treat my butt? <laughs> oh, yes, we should hide that. Oh my god. Nice. It hurts. It is starting to smart. Yes. Let yeah. me see that. I I learned first Matt Wilderness ski aid. Let me get my pine pitch. I forgot the first what? aid. I forgot the earth to aid. Please, He's going to try to pine pitch be, your ass. It's a tender it's a tender spot. Hey, failed. Oh dear, that is bad. 60. Uh, let me try. What is my first aid? It's bad. Uh, 30. It's not that bad. 68. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Leopold, what do you got? Uh, that was... No, that was Leopold. That was Nigel. Me, he can't... Uh, Nigel. He can't it was Nigel well. Wink. <laughs> was mother, yeah, Smothers, what do you got? Uh, okay. Uh, I got a... 49 over 30. So you Nothing. just have this huge blood spot ass, on your ass blood. Yeah, yeah, ass blood, and you're you are in you're limping. We'll say you have a limp now, especially because you were, guys are all poking at it a bunch. There's a bullet. You have a bullet in your butt. <laughs> well, fuck. Thank you. We can't hide this. We need to ask them for help. Let's say we were robbed. That that works fine. <laughs> He's just kind of sobbing. Keep your shit together. We have to, you. You do the talking. I don't. I assume you're better at the shit than me. Yes, I can charm them with my vulnerabilities. <laughs> I could do the talking. 
<laughs> ah, verbal jujitsu. I've heard of this. Yes. <laughs> no. No. Don't don't speak Olaf. You're too strange. We've got Big Smothers here to help us. Big is too strange. Yes, yes, Olaf knows. Big Smothers is the talking man. <laughs> we were robbed, Olaf. All right. We were robbed. Olaf, Smothers, and Nigel were robbed. You get it? Um, Smothers <laughs> uh, starts writing in his journal a little bit, or just like the account, like trying to write a story about the shootout that is super far from the truth. Cool. Like okay. it's a news article, basically. I take the, time- yeah. the pocket watch and like run it to my waistcoat like have the chain like do it all right i'm like oh this looks good and you have like your pretty heavy i remember you were wearing like a heavy winter coat this whole time mm-hmm. definitely not like a gentleman's out no. well yeah not 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 like poor but yeah i don't look poor although you I have, have cut a few times in this a coat. stack of cash too right 600 bucks yeah pays to be nigel it's sick <laughs> Way better than Pete. My luck's gonna turn around now that I'm Nigel. <laughs> Wait, he's dead. Shit, actually, he's not. Wow, who's going through the crisis? That's, that's a lot. And as you all are talking, like, okay, you're Nigel. You do this. You you do the talking. You're Big Smothers, and uh, um, you crest over the tramway, and you see a detachment of Mounties. Uh looking over the the barricade down to the valley and you see them see you uh, in uh birdie sam it's like get out on the get out on the the front there i need you to to to, to, to handle this and um he uh i think birdies since you've been there forever you've been there for like four years i think you're pretty high up in the, the oh, ranking like five years yeah five years so you're not you you've got this guy sam who's like on your ass who's been like sent from headquarters or from from the crown to to kind of whip you all into shape but you've been like kind of running the scene even though yeah to your own benefit in a way you've kind of had it your own way for a long time until sam got here it reminds me of um in um uh brooklyn 99 the cop show they always talk about the last captain and how they could do whatever they want and then there's flashback scenes of just like utter madness in the police station <laughs> like how those were the days and shit like, that's yeah, definitely yeah. like what it was yeah and sam's here to like uh get it back into order in in uh get that ruining the party is what he's slow here the for. corruption down and you see these three men on a tramway gl- landing at the at the the tram um kind of um, the the landing, the landing place, platform. And there's a platform, and you guys, what you see is like a barricaded, like kind of gate. There's there's miners and um, stuff everywhere, um, all over the snow and the rocks. But there's like a a checkpoint that you have to go through, and on this checkpoint, there's uh mounted uh maxim guns, like the modern machine guns. Pointed oh yeah. At you. Uh, can we, can I perception check of like, as soon as we crest the hill, I see that spot hidden. Yeah. You, it, it's very prominent and there's men at them. Okay. I would immediately throw my arms up and be like, help, help. 
My ass is bleeding. <laughs> Ow! My friend uh, was shot. Please help. Yeah, I would assume. So, like, there, we had the first tram load of the day loaded yeah. up. Like, we were yep. gonna go first, and so when the when their tram load gets to the top, I assume the top would have its own brake lever. Yep. And so when they're like ten feet from the platform, I'll stop. I'll pull the lever so that yeah. they, they'd have to make like a ten foot jump off this platform that's hanging in space, and I'm yeah. just kind of walk to the edge. I'm like, "Oh, hey there! You're, there's not supposed to be any people on the tram. What are you boys doing out there?" Oh, please, please help! Help us! <laughs> <laughs> My friend's been shot. It's already going. It's already falling apart. <laughs> my rump. It's my rump. My rump. See, look at his lumps. His lovely lumps. Your lovely reporter lump. I got there a. Was, there was a, a delirium on the pass, and there was men shooting. Uh, I got a thirty-four under seven. Wait, sixty for psychology. To see if they're lying. Okay, okay. And you guys roll your charm. So 34 under 60 is a regular success. Okay. Uh, can I do fast talk or is it charm? Yeah, fast talk is fine. Oh, 15. 20 under 82. Uh, hard success. Um, can I spend two luck to make it an extreme success? For sure, Doc. I got it right here, Doc. Uh, I, <laughs> I got it right here, dog. I can't. Oh man, I'm too stoned for this shit. Um, so I'm just I, like, fuck <laughs> this thing. <laughs> exactly, dude. Exactly. Uh, oh, I totally agree with you, bro. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. So you guys, so you can tell, um, dirty Mr. Bird, Mr. Dirty, that um, these guys are out of their minds. Like something terrible has happened to them they're all disheveled and bleeding and crazy eyed there's some weird skier guy with them like peeking his head over like, holding his skis and um but it sounds like they it, it's plausible that they were just shot at that and like being robbed and that they jumped onto the tram okay so i let him the rest of the way and i i look over i'm like oh all right there, uh, hey, Private Spitz, why don't you go uh, get the medical tent ready? It looks like these guys are covered in blood. Yes, sir. You, you three, come with me. We're going to ask you guys some questions. We heard some shots down there. I'm, I'm figuring you know all about it. Yep. And yes. that's where we will start next time on... Next time on... Oh. That's really good. Oh, no. <laughs> Holy fuck. That's so creepy. So creepy. Nice. It's very creepy. Thursday on your podcast app of choice.
For more from us, please visit Playing With Madness podcast on Instagram, or you can contact us at playingwithmadness at gmail.com. You can also visit r slash playingwithmadness to join related discussions on Reddit. And consider joining our Patreon to support the show and access exclusive content at patreon.com slash playingwithmadness. Please rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps. Thanks!